Thanks for listening to The Vine's podcast. The Vine is a church in Austin, Texas with the simple goal of following Jesus together. And we hope this message helps you in doing just that. Hello, everybody. Thanks for tuning into this podcast. We're having a very different day than a typical Sunday for our church community, in part because we were kicked out of the Tex Fed building for an existing reservation that happens every year on this weekend. So instead, we're meeting at a park. We're going to eat breakfast tacos. We're going to play, and we're going to help two of our different mission partners here in town, one that's working around food scarcity issues and the other that's serving and caring for survivors of sex trafficking. And so as we do that, we still wanted to provide a message because we've been loving this 50-day journey through the Gospel of Luke, and we didn't want there to be a Sunday where we didn't provide some sort of message. And so we still are going to share one with you today. It comes from Luke chapter 21, and it's just the first four verses. It's a beautiful story, and it's one that I think has a lot to say to us today. So hear God's word. As Jesus looked up, he saw the rich putting their gifts into the temple treasury. He also saw a poor widow put in two very small copper coins. Jesus said, truly, I tell you, This poor widow has put in more than all the others. All these people gave their gifts out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in all she had to live on. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. As we have walked through Luke's gospel again and again, we find Jesus fulfilling his promise that the humble will be exalted and the exalted will be brought low. We have seen Jesus lift up and honor those who were the lowest in their social standings. The Samaritan, the unclean, the possessed, the crippled, children, and those deemed the most sinful. And today, we see someone else who had a lowly position in that society that's now being drawn into the story of Jesus' gospel, a widow. In that day and culture, widows not only had to deal with their emotional and relational loss, but because of the chauvinistic, patriarchal society Widows were also socially discarded. They were without protection. They were often exploited and taken advantage of. But Luke goes further to give this widow another title. She was a poor woman. That actually means that she was destitute. She was vulnerable. She was easily overlooked and often neglected. It's not hard to imagine that this woman quietly lived her life in dependence upon God. Every day... She learned to look for God's provision, and God never let her down. God gave her just enough to get through the day, no more, no less. Almost as if God was trying to teach her something, that her poverty was a gift. It gave her the opportunity to watch God show off, how God was always faithful to take care of her. It was like God knew her by name, knew her need, and loved to take care of her. And this experience gave this woman the desire to worship and thank God. And here in Luke 21, we find this beautiful story, this memory that stuck with the gospel so that when Luke came back and asked him for stories about Jesus, someone sat him down and told him what happened in this temple on this day. Just these four simple verses. So Jesus was at the temple. He and his disciples were perhaps resting, maybe praying. And verse 1 says, As Jesus looked up, he saw the rich putting their gifts into the temple treasury. 
there is this collection of ancient writings called the Mishnah. It comes from the Jewish tradition, and they explain the culture and the customs of that time. They actually describe this scene for us. They were most likely in a place in the temple called the Court of the Women. This would be a larger room where people would come, they would make their donations, they would bring their offerings, and they would put them in these boxes called a sofar. A sofar was uh, like a donation box, but it had the shape of a trumpet on top. They were designed with a purpose that there would be an amplified sound that would be made when people would drop their money into this box. So clearly, the more money you gave, the louder the sound. The less money you gave, the quieter the sound. So imagine the scene. In this busy temple, in walks in many wealthy people. As their wealth was dropped into the offering, it made such a commotion that maybe conversations would cease. People would look over their shoulder to see who in the world gave that much Maybe even in this moment in Luke 21, the, dis- the disciples, they, they would elbow each other in astonishment when someone would make a huge donation, but not Jesus. Jesus sat there noticing something else. Quietly, this widow enters the temple. No one stops her. No one's there to greet her. No one looks at her with respect. She just quietly goes there to pray, to worship, and to give. As she hobbles through the temple, Jesus scoots to the edge of his seat. His eyes widen. A grin breaks across the corner of his mouth. And the disciples perhaps notice that their rabbi, he has this look of excitement, of anticipation. And then this widow, she reaches into her purse and grabs two copper coins. These coins are the smallest currency that existed. You can't get smaller than it. But they were the only coins that she had. And before she drops the coins into the box, Jesus closes his eyes to hear the sound. Softly. Almost impossible to hear. No one stops. No one turns aside. The room just continues as it was. No one notices but perhaps Jesus. And he savors that sound like it's choice wine. That sound was the sound of pure worship, of love, of gratitude. And then he turns to his disciples and says, Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put in more than all the others, all the people gave out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in all she had to live on. Notice that phrase. She put in all she had to live on. This woman, she gave out of her poverty. She gave lovingly. She gave with faith. She gave everything. She put in all that she had to live on. So now, God is going to have to provide for her again. When I think about this woman, I think about all the different reasons that she had to not make this offering. What are those reasons? Well, They're just two meager copper coins. I mean, like it could be actually embarrassing with this showy moment going on that that she would just has only these two copper coins. Maybe that feeling of being judged, being too insignificant, small. She perhaps also maybe could have not given anything because there could be the struggle to believe it was actually worth anything. Compared to everyone else, who would even notice that this money would be in there? Also, Is this money going to be used well? 
The priests were known for their hypocrisy. Jesus had said it publicly, and I'm entrusting this money to them. And finally, this woman, she needed it, probably more than the temple. She, at the end of this moment, she would have nothing. Yet in spite of all those reasons, she gave and gave all that she had. If I'm honest, uh, this story is kind of difficult for me to process. It reminds me of a moment in an album called Rattle and Hum by U2. In the album, there's this live recording from a concert. And in the middle of the song, the lead singer, Bono, he takes a target of his frustration and he puts it on American televangelists, these money-grabbing televangelists who seem to exploit and go after those who are full of faith, but also really poor. And he makes this interjection in the middle of the song that has stuck with me. He says, the God I believe in isn't short on cash, mister. <laughs> it's interesting. You could take that, that understanding and apply it to this story as this idea that perhaps the church or the temple, how it takes advantage of the destitute and the needy. Shouldn't the money be going in the opposite direction towards this woman, not this woman giving her their very last two coins to the church, to the temple? The answer is yes. The church should care for people like this widow. And if you did any survey of scripture, you will find that one of the greatest causes of God's scorn and judgment upon God's people is their apathy towards the most vulnerable in their community. God takes that incredibly seriously. And over and over again, you'll find that God points out this community, the orphan, the immigrant, and yes, the widow. This really matters to God. So why doesn't Jesus in this moment in Luke 21, why doesn't Jesus reach back into that coffer and give this woman her money back with a little extra on the side? I think there's another dynamic in this story that we need to notice. Not only is this moment about money, but this is also about a woman's timeless example of courageous and generous trust in God. To refuse this woman's gift would say that the gifts of the poor aren't as valuable in God's eyes. That actually imposes for me a, a kind of like a worldly view and economy onto Jesus' kingdom. Then what this story is teaching us is that Jesus delights to see when his beloved gives extravagantly, knowing that there are more important things to treasure. You see in this moment that this woman treasures God a dependence upon God, a love of God's uh, shepherding care. And we see that that is what Jesus delights in, not on the amount of money that's given, but it's the heart that treasures God's provision. This woman, this widow, she is the exemplar in God's kingdom. Why? She gave until she was dependent. Even though she is someone who had nearly nothing, she gave it at all. She left empty, empty in our standards, but she was full in Jesus's economy. She gave it all because she preferred to call God her portion. Without anyone's praise or approval, this beloved woman gave to an audience of one. She gave from love. She gave out of gratitude. What might the story try to teach us then? 
Well, first off, I do think this woman is a beautiful example for us to consider, an example of generosity and sacrificial giving. I think we have before us this beautiful demonstration of what it means to hold loosely to our possessions and our finances. And as we give, we recenter our affections upon what is important to God's kingdom. But I think there's another lesson that we can pull from this story, another example we find in this woman. This story is about giving in our poverty. And though we might not be poor in comparison by worldly standards, I might suggest that there are other experiences of poverty that we might have. Perhaps you feel poor in time. Your schedule is stretched thin. And maybe God wants you to give in that poverty, to consider how you can give more of your presence and more of your time for the sake of others. Maybe you feel poor in Bible knowledge. Maybe you're new at following Jesus and you think, God doesn't want to use me to tell other people about Christ. I'm too new at this. Maybe the person that can teach the kids or the youth or those people who've been at this a long time. But maybe God wants to use you in that poverty too. Maybe you feel poor in influence, poor in hope, poor in faith, poor in courage, This widow teaches us that God takes our gifts, especially from poverty, and uses them in beautiful, profound ways. You want to know why? Gifts from poverty are gifts from faith. Remember the beatitude that Jesus says over his followers. He says, Blessed is the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom belongs to those who feel poor in spirit, who wonder if they have enough to give. Ultimately, Jesus showed us what poverty can do in this world. Jesus did not come with worldly power, abundance, wealth, or position. He came and chose the way of poverty. And even there, he emptied himself. And he showed us what life truly surrendered can look like and what it can do in this world. When Jesus gave the ultimate sacrifice on the cross, it was as misunderstood and overlooked as the widow's copper coins. Jesus was stripped of everything, and in that moment, he was vulnerable too. He was easily exploited. So when he said, it is finished, it rang out on deaf ears, just like those two coins. But the father was on the edge of his seat. He and all of heaven heard it, and with somber love, the Father knew that people like you and me, we would be changed forever by that sacrifice, however small and insignificant it felt or seemed. That is what it means to give and to give it all. This week, maybe even in this moment, consider where you are feeling empty and poor, and come to God and give to him all that you have and all that you are. In doing so, you will find that there continues to be a provision, and there continues to be a loyal provider. Lord Jesus, we thank you that your economy is not built on worldly standards, but those who give as an expression of trust faith, and loyalty experience your provision more and more. So I pray for the vine that we'd be people of generosity, of sacrificial love, not only for the sake of our own souls and hearts, but for the sake of this world. Amen. We hope you found this message encouraging. 
If you would like to learn more about The Vine, get connected to our community, or contribute financially to The Vine's ministry, go to our website at thevineaustin.org.